What's going on, everybody, and welcome to Elite Heat, the only wrestling show that you need on Tuesdays. That's right, Tuesday. You're listening to us this week on Tuesday. We had some technical issues. It's all the elitist's fault, actually, quite honestly. Oh, shut up. Look, (laughs) the episode we had filmed and recorded was genuinely, like, I know you're probably going to think, oh, well, you know, they're probably lying to us. No, the episode we had recorded for episode five was genuinely really damn good. Some of the rants in there were some of our best work i think we can both agree on so nonetheless we'll put that behind us here we are for the take two of royal rumble super show elite Heat episode five should be a good one kevin let's hope so yes i i hope we could get half as good as the one that we had ready to to be ready to publish today i still can't believe it bro it's like technical difficulties just you know you're 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 a macbook guy so that's why you don't have to deal with any of this stuff but when you're using (laughs) windows 10 these things just happen. I don't know. But I'm ready to have a great show. You ready? Let, let's get right into it. Yep. Should be, should be good. I also just want to say as well, we're filming this before Raw. So maybe something earth shattering has happened on Monday Night Raw for the Go Home Show. But it's it's Raw. So let's be real. Probably not. But nonetheless, Raw Rumble Super Show. I think oh, I'll kick this off by asking you, Kevin. Are you excited for the 2021 Raw Rumble pay-per-view? Uh, no, I'm not. This is probably the least <laughs> excited I've ever been for a Royal Rumble pay-per-view. And, right, uh, and it's not, you know, it's it's because there's no fans. Like, how can you be excited for the Royal Rumble when there's going to be no fans? Like, that's the whole fun of the Royal Rumble. This, the Royal Rumble is a pay-per-view like no other. This is the one where WWE is going to be extremely challenged to mask the, the lack of presence of fans. I don't know how they're going to do it. But it's going to be evident. It's going to be staring you right in the face while you're watching the show. It's just, it's oh. going to be weird. You're going to have guys running through the Thunderdome with nobody in the stadium coming to the ring. Oh. Piped in audio. It's going to be awkward. Uh, and then, uh, you know, wrestling Twitter is going to complain about it the whole night. The internet's just going to oh, be yeah. like, oh yeah, my god. Right. There's, the, yeah. there's, they didn't even try with the fake audience, with the fake audience noise. Like, bro, it's going to be a yeah, mess. I mean- you mentioned the fake audience and like the you mentioned the term yeah piped in cheers and all that kind of stuff on the night that's going to be like the biggest thing that's going to be complained about like you can just you know foresee it now because regardless of how they do it they're never going to recreate the magic of live fans like one thing that i love so much about the rumble and most of you guys listening i'd assume would be the same is that whole live element the whole 10 9 8 and the countdown and who is it and if it's a big surprise return like say an edge in 2020 there's a massive pop there's like oh my god it's it's edge ah on this day i see clearly edge has come to life blah 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 but (laughs) nonetheless when it comes to the rumble the the crowd makes the show so on the night on you know january 30th 31st whatever date it is on the rumble it's going to be literally piped in cheers piped in audio Twitter's going to be losing its mind. Oh my god, the crowd audio is too quiet. Oh, it's too loud now. I don't like it. This sucks. Oh, Daniel Bryan must win the Rumble. Like, that'll be Twitter through the whole night. But nonetheless, I'm looking forward to it just because it's the Rumble. But at the same time, compared to previous years, not really. Yeah, and, and another thing too, the overwhelming presence of the Grim Reaper is being felt on this show. What, what, yes, like, what's going to happen with the Grim Reaper? Is he going to win the WWE Championship and then win the Royal Rumble? Is he going to be celebrating oh. with the title pointing at the sign coming for the Tribal Chief next? Like, is he going to lose to Drew McIntyre and then win the Royal Rumble? Is he going to beat Drew McIntyre and not show up in the Royal Rumble? Is he going to... Like, what is going to happen with Goldberg? It's just like... 
like wrestling Twitter is just they're what what's the word I'm looking for? They're preparing for a nightmare, you know. And, yeah. And they, they they their worst nightmare could come true. Goldberg challenging the, the tribal chief or Goldberg squashing their favorite Drew McIntyre. Ah, oh God, that's mate, WWE. The, for mate, the, the, the Grim Reaper is ready to go. Okay, the Grim Reaper Goldberg is locked and loaded, ready for Sunday. No doubt, it's going to be one hell of a show for good old Big Bill. Like Jesus, I mean, you mentioned it there. What could happen? Quite possibly, you know, if and maybe when Goldberg beats Drew McIntyre, becomes WWE champion, and then proceeds to go on and win the Rumble potentially, it's. It's more than a possibility. People on social media and the wrestling community are acting as if like that's not a possibility. Like, I've seen a bunch of people just ignore that and say, like, I mean, Brian Nakamura to win. But there's a very real possibility that Big Bill, the Grim Reaper of wrestling, wins the WWE title and wins the Rumble. And we end the Royal Rumble for 2021 with Goldberg pointing at the WrestleMania sign, holding up the WWE title, which it, it's, that's going to give a lot of people nightmares, I know. But nonetheless, the backlash should be hilarious, I'm sure. Oh yeah, and then you got you go you got the women's Royal Rumble, which is the women's uh, Royal Rumble is just lackluster. Yeah. It just it is what it is. We're gonna talk about that in long yeah. form, but it's yeah. really like a, a one woman show, maybe two woman show there. And then you have Kevin yeah. Owens versus Roman Reigns, which is again yeah. just kind of there. Yeah. Like it's gonna be a good match, no doubt about sure. it. They're gonna yeah. kill it, but it's just yeah. kind of there. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like this Rumble pay per view, like the card itself. I mean, it's the Rumble. It's usually the Rumble matches get the most attention in this year it's the men's rumble because that's the most unpredictable that's the one where any of literally like a dozen guys can win so that's the match we care about most reigns and owens look you know roman reigns is incredible he's the best thing in wrestling by far without doubt but the whole kevin owens thing like i get the owens promo on smackdown last week it was really damn good owens talking about you know fighting and the what these tattoos represent and all that kind of stuff the match will be fun, but just generally speaking, I'm not like, oh my god, Reigns and Owens again. It's just like, we've seen it. We're like, oh, I would have preferred Reigns versus Adam Pearce, but that's just me. I would have rather seen anything over Reigns and Owens again. It's just, it, the feud never had any fire from the start. It's just, it's yeah. a good match. Like I said, they're going to be fine. Roman and Kevin Owens are two of the best in-ring workers that there are in WWE. Yeah. So there's no, like, there's going to be no slack there, but it's just... You know Kevin Owens isn't going to beat Roman Reigns. Like, there's no way. Like, the odds on that, it's like 100% Roman Reigns is going to win. Kevin Owens well, has zero chance. To be fair, to be fair, I mean, when you look at Reigns' like, run so far as the Universal Champion, all of his title matches, you've gone, okay, he's definitely going to win. But the matches have turned out really good. But it's the same thing to where... Well, there, well, there was the dynamic of, like, is Jimmy Uso going to join Roman? Is or, he going to help or, Jay? Like, there was something there. With this, it's just like... Oh, I'm, I want to feed my family. Well, I want to feed my family too. Like that's really all these two well, guys are fair, feeding to over. To be fair, to be fair, it's it's the Royal Rumble. It's a title match for the sake of having a title match. You know, like we've seen this in past years. Like Rumbles in the Ruthless Aggression era, you'd have the Rumble match be the main priority, and then you'd have like Brock Lesnar versus Hardcore Holly for the title. You know, yeah, it's, just, it's just a match. It's a match for the sake of a match. The the main thing people care about is the Rumble match, which. Am I excited for it? Answer the question. Yeah, kinda, but not as much as I would be if they were fans. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you got like with the absence of fans, it's just it's gonna hurt the Royal Rumble. It, this is gonna oh, be yeah. a Royal Rumble yeah. unlike any other. It's probably gonna be forgettable. I, I'm just really curious to see what they do at this point. I want to see what they do, what they try to do. Like, I I don't think they're gonna just roll this out like it's a regular old episode of SmackDown from the Thunderdome. 
And I, I want to see yeah. what they're going to do, how they're going to try to like comp, um, compensate for the lack of fans. And I, it really does have me intrigued. But at the same time, like, what can they do at, at, the, at, at the same time? Yeah, I mean, personally speaking, just generally, I expect the show to be good, not great. Like last year, it was a great show and especially like an amazing rumble for the men. But just as a show, I think with the Thunderdome, the match card, it'll be good. Like, I don't think it's going to be some like, oh my God, what a stinker of a pay-per-view, like a Battleground 2013 or something. But <laughs> I think as a, a show, it'll be good. But the, the overwhelming sense of not being underwhelmed, but just like, oh, this is the rumble as you have these loud piped in 10, 9, 8. And Michael Cole's like, Oh, oh, two, one, oh, oh my, oh my! Like, that's what the rumble's gonna be. Yeah, yeah, and, and this could this could go down as one of the worst pay per views of all time too. If if Goldberg does uh, does perform a clean sweep, like think oh, about it, you man. have Goldberg wins the men's rumble, Charlotte Flair wins the women's rumble, Goldberg wins the WWE title, and okay, then uh, like just think uh, about think about that you know then you have roman reigns and kevin owens which will probably be the sole bright spot the thing that we remember like five years later it, it could like this royal rumble could get ugly in theory mate you, you know jd from ny is begging for that that scenario to happen the amount of views he'd get if that happened oh my like damn but yeah people all over the world will be screaming into their webcam for 20 minutes if that happens yeah, oh, wrestling's real to me, Dad, but I needed to see Daniel Bryan win. <laughs> anyway, so with that nightmarish scenario in the books, now let's transfer into the classic Rumble section. So let's talk about some of the highlights of the Royal Rumble. Now, I guess I'll start off by asking you, Kevin, is the Royal Rumble match the greatest like match concept ever conceived by WWE? In my opinion, it is it's created a ton of good moments it's created one of the best pay-per-views the royal rumble at its core is what everybody complains about nowadays and which is the presence of gimmick pay-per-views and that's really what the royal rumble is the royal rumble is the innovator if you will of the gimmick pay-per-view and not only that but it's like this used to be this rump this was like well not used to be it is the beginning of wrestlemania season so it has that mystique to it as well and it's like the whole idea of the Royal Rumble was 30 guys, like the best wrestlers in the company, they're vowing for that opportunity to face the, the top guy in wrestling. And now that, you know, everything has been like so watered down, we have like 12 champions, it doesn't yeah. have the same mystique. But still overall as a match, it's still like the unpredictability, the returns, uh, you know, the surprises, what, whatever, what have you. There's a lot of different yeah. dynamics that go into the Royal Rumble that make it so much fun, in my opinion. What, what about you, though? No, what do you have absolutely. to say? Absolutely. I mean, uh, they, they literally took, like, a Battle Royal-type concept, like, and Pat Patterson and everyone behind, like, you know, making it the Rumble match and really amplifying it to a point where it's this must-see every year, the Rumble match, end of January, rolls around, what's WWE going to do? Well, you know, you get, like, one of the things I love about the Rumble match, and really the pay-per-view as a whole, but mainly the Rumble match, you get to see what WWE's plans are for this year's WrestleMania, okay? It's the biggest time of the year to be a wrestling fan. It's the time when interest is at its highest for the most part. So it's a great time of year. You really get to see what WWE's planning, like which surprise returns are made, all that kind of stuff. Like I'll use 2020 for an example. The 2020 Rumble match for the men, you got to see Edge make his return, which set the tone for Edge and Orton and all the stuff to do with that. MVP made his return. We got all the stuff at the Hurt Business, so, you know, come later in the year. Like, it really does set the tone. Like, the big returns happen at this show and in this match. So, 
in that regard, I personally feel like it is the greatest match ever conceived by WWE, especially considering some of the other like gimmick matches they've tried over the years. The Rumble just craps on all of them, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, there's some good ones. You know, you've got TLC, the Hell in a Cell. I think, like, when I think of, like, gimmick matches that WWE has created, those are probably the other two that really come to the yeah. forefront of my mind. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you look at, like, something like Money in the Bank. Like, good, you know, great concept, but they've absolutely just destroyed that ever since Rollins cashed in six years ago, you know? It started out like, hot, they're... though. Like, that was for, oh, like, absolutely. 10 was... years. That was, like, the hottest thing in WWE. Yeah, that was that was damn good. And then that, that turned into an absolute joke, which I'm no doubt we're going to do an Elite Hate podcast on that sometime down the line. But <laughs> nonetheless, as far as gimmick matches goes, Hell in a Cell was amazing for like a decade. Then it got gradually killed. Money in the Bank, much the same. TLC, that really killed the TLC concept. It's just kind of there. It's not as captivating as the Rumble match. So in that regard, it feels like safe to say the Rumble match is the greatest match ever conceived by WWE. <laughs> all right so that, let's get to the hard-hitting questions pal damn it pal in, in, uh, in your mind what is the greatest royal rumble match ever hmm okay so this question i'll answer it this way now trying to say what definitively the best you know individual rumble match is i find that's really damn hard because when it comes to the rumbles i feel like there's a great rumble for every era so what i mean by that is the, you know the fans from the 80s the fans from the 90s that time period for them the goat rumble was 1992 that match featured all the big names all the big stars from that time period flair hogan warrior savage etc etc that match had everyone and then for the attitude era that kind of time period i think goat rumble was 2001 that match was just bruh phenomenal just once again star power everyone was in it and then as far as the more so like recent day and age, like the Ruthless Aggression era, 2008, that's the GOAT Rumble. And then nowadays, 2020 is the GOAT Rumble. So any of those four, I'll throw it over to you. What do you think? I think like for me, when, it, when you're asking like, what is the greatest Royal Rumble match ever, you're asking me that, I'm going to say the one that brought me the most joy, the one that I've watched back the most times, the one that I found just to be the best from my perspective. I would have to say 2006, like that's my favorite Royal Rumble ever. I was there live in attendance the the underdog story told with Rey Mysterio it was like like most people like most people watching myself included it was like no there's no way Rey Mysterio is gonna win when the final three is him Triple H and Randy Orton you know and that that story yeah. was just amazing him coming in number one with Eddie's low rider it was great and then some others that were really good I I think um, the unmentionable Chris Benoit 2004 yeah. that Royal yeah. Rumble would be remembered very fondly if you know Chris Benoit wasn't what he is. No, yep. not trying to glorify him or anything. Uh, then you have, yeah. you know, 2010, Edge coming back, winning. 2007, the the best final two in the history of the Royal Rumble. I don't care what anybody Absolutely. says. Sean yeah. and Undertaker had a five-star match to determine who would win the Royal Rumble. That's That kind of moment really makes the Royal Rumble feel that much more important when you have two legends like that. And that's really what it's all about. Whatever Royal Rumble you enjoy the most, if you like 98 the most because it was the one that austin one or you like 97 or you like the one with bread and luger it doesn't matter which whatever you like you know also quick question here so you mentioned you're at 2006 just to give some insight for the podcast what's it like being there live at a rumble match because personally i'm just some australian dude i've never been to a, like a rumble or just a wrestling like you know WWE event really so give us some insight what's it like being at a rumble event like during the match oh it's so exciting you know because like like when like when Rey Mysterio's music hits, everybody's going crazy. 
you know and then you have like randy orton coming out and this is the height of randy orton as a heel like the best he's been and he's getting booed it's just it's so exciting doing the countdown with everybody there, there was actually a fight like a couple i remember this vividly somehow there's a fight a couple rows down some drunk people fighting like somebody got thrown down the steps in the, in the arena that was <laughs> that, that was pretty lit so yeah the royal rumble gets people lit man it's it's yeah, like I, I've been to two WrestleManias and I've been to a Royal Rumble, and the Royal Rumble was probably the most fun that I've had at, at a li- at a live pay per view. Jeez, I mean, th- I mean that goes to show you like why most pe- a lot of people do have the Rumble as their favorite pay per view of the year. Just that unpredictability. Like come WrestleMania, you know what you're gonna get. You have the match card on paper. Yes, there can be some surprises, but with the Rumble, the unpredictability it, it makes it so great. And in I mean in recent years, it's been a bit of a a bit of a sort, you know, a downfall of the Rumble almost. Like unpredictability, people can't really cope with that. But nonetheless, I think now we've covered the great ones for the Rumble matches. We can move on to the not so great ones. So I'll throw this over to you first, Kevin. What, in your opinion, is the worst Royal Rumble match ever? Uh, I mean, I know we're both going to say the same thing. And for me, there's really no debate. Like you could debate what the greatest one is, but in my mind, there's no debate for what the worst one is. Like whether it's critical acclaim or just overall quality of pay-per-view, like, in terms of the matches up and down the card, in terms of the Royal Rumble match itself, like, 2015 was just an absolute you-know-what. It was, like, it was yeah. just horrible. You know, like, that, like you if you've never seen it and you're listening to this, you should go out of your way to find it. It really is a special moment in time. It's something that's going to live forever in infamy, whether that's good yeah. or bad, right or wrong. But you've got The Rock getting booed, Everybody oh, at the in the Philadelphia crowd, disgusting. yeah, it's it's gross. It's the Rock. Come on, everybody yeah. in the Philadelphia crowd knew that Roman Reigns was gonna win, and WWE mm. just botched the whole thing, having Daniel Bryan return like a couple weeks before the Rumble, and like, oh, I'm gonna join the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win the Royal Rumble, and it's like, everybody wanted oh. to see Bryan win, and then when Bryan got eliminated in the middle of the show, that was it. It was like everybody's yeah. chanting for Dolph Ziggler. Dean Ambrose, the you know they they cheer for whoever like whoever's coming out yeah. that's not Roman Reigns. They want they wanted him to win. It was just a mess. It, it was like it took the fun away from the Rumble. It took away the the unpredictability because that was like by far the most predictable Rumble of all time. People knew it from yeah. the second the Shield broke up in what June of twenty fourteen that Roman was gonna win in two thousand fifteen. It, it was just a mess, and I'm glad that that they've gone away from that uh, that formula yeah i mean that 2015 rumble i mean if you want to quickly while i'm talking now get the card up for the 2015 rumble like that show as a whole we'll go through it in a minute but oh my god 2015 i remember watching that and like how i review 2015 wwe made a mess of their booking like the whole thing was just a train wreck on their regard wwe botched that beyond belief and then the fans equally is to blame for that the fans made an absolute clown of themselves booing Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Why? Because Dolph Ziggler, a guy who lathers himself with baby oil and slaps his backside, didn't win the Rumble to face Brock at Mania. Is that why? <laughs> because because Reigns, Reigns quote-unquote, wasn't ready, even though he'd been well-built up for two years. Reigns wasn't ready to win the Rumble, but like guys like Rusev, who'd won squash matches for four months, guys like Cody Rhodes, they're ready. Why? Because they've had more you know, indie wrestling matches. Like, the, the whole thing was just dumb. And then, I think 2015, that was the year with the riots after. I think that, like, these yes. psycho, you know, psychotic smarks afterwards were, like, throwing crap at people, like, outside the arena, like, causing a scene. It's like, this is pathetic. It, 
just all around the 2015 rumble maybe embarrassed to be a fan because i'm associated with these psychopaths these ones who are like burning things and making a scene outside the arena because their favorite five foot seven doughy midget with a beard didn't win a, a fake match where if he did win he would have been you know paralyzed at wrestlemania because mr suplex city would have flung him on his neck and would have died like that whole thing was a disaster as far as other ones i'll talk about 2019 later that wasn't really like the like horribly bad just a rumble match i didn't really like for the men um other bad yeah, ones it was pretty but, bad yeah 2019 yeah. was was pretty bad like that's gotta be Kevin, in, in contention Kevin, i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about that later okay that's <laughs> i've got that covered but yeah not nah, um another one you can talk about this one because i'm you've probably watched this more than i have 1999 what do you think of that one 99 um i've seen this i've actually seen this rumble probably like four or five times in my lifetime i haven't seen it recently but when i watch it i just i still can't believe every, every like when i was a kid watching it i still could not believe every time that i watched it that vince mcmahon won the royal rumble it's just mm. it felt it felt like a joke you know you've got like really like that's how you're gonna have like that's the finish you're gonna have but i, I get it at the same time it, it's still the, the wwe title still had meaning and it was part of the austin mcmahon rivalry and storyline so I would rather yeah. that finish than just like having X Pac win it just to just to have a different winner and then having Stone Cold like squash him for the WWE title opportunity and then facing The Rock at WrestleMania. So at least yeah. it was like storytelling, but still it was just like it, there was no star power in there aside from Austin and McMahon and like Triple H. If, if he, basically, you know, there really was nothing to that Rumble match. Because um, well, yeah, that was wasn't that match like from memory. Austin and McMahon were one two. And then they did that whole thing where they went like fighting through the crowd into the arena. The corporation destroyed Austin in some bathroom. And then he got Vince was on commentary the whole show too. Yeah, like half Vince the show. <laughs> Vince on commentary for forty minutes. As meanwhile in the ring, it was like Big Boss Man punching Midian, and like that was the whole rumble, you know, yeah. like, ugh, bruh, like not not the best. Um, another one that I want to bring up, nineteen ninety five. Personally, I I don't really like that rumble much. Like, what do you think? I think it, I liked it. I liked the story of Sean going from from one to thirty. I, I know the I know you have a problem with the length of it. It was only like forty yeah. minutes, and the use of Pamela Anderson. Yeah. But like that was the era of that. That was the era of WWE trying to find lightning in a bottle with celebrities and True. you know True. Pamela Anderson was a big deal. Like neither one of us will really understand how big of a deal she was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's I, like you know you get, you get that celebrity and like I remember watching the Rumble pay per view. And, like I've watched it back since. And like the opening to the show, like they do the rumble um intro, and then the first thing the camera cuts to is Pamela Anderson arriving, and like the whole locker room is like, oh my god, I need to catch a glimpse of Pamela, and like that was the big thing. It was like, who's Pamela gonna take to WrestleMania? That was like the big thing. So yeah, it, 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 at least it has something to it though. Like I like I would say '97 is probably a worse rumble. Like I know it gets remembered in hindsight because Austin won, but it was a yeah. it was like it was a, a f finish, you know? They yeah. they really botched that. And then you have 90, was it 93 was the one that Psycho Sid won? Or 91, that Sid Vicious uh, one? Um, no, not, not, yeah, was it, yeah. I think it was 93. The, I think it was 93, the one that Sid Vicious won. 91 Hogan, not, Hogan won 91. And then he was just posing with the American flag from memory. 93, I it escapes me right now, but yeah. yeah not, let me see, I'm going to find it real quick. That one, like... 93. Yeah. Oh, that was the one that Yokozuna won. So the fact that oh, like yeah. we can't even remember who won the Royal Rumble, that shows you that it was like it was bad. It, at least like for '95, yeah. you remember something about it. '93, I would not if I didn't look it up, I would not have been able to guess that Yokozuna won it at all. Well, that's one of the reasons I I don't like 2019 at all because it's literally not even two years ago 
and you can't remember who the final four was. Like, Kevin, off the top of your head, please name me the final four of the 2019 Men's Rumble. I dare you. Go. Uh, I know there was Seth Rollins, because he won it, yeah. obviously. I, I mean, you would guess Dean Ambrose would be there. Um, you right. know, maybe Dolph Ziggler, throw him in there, or Sheamus, probably. Sheamus was in a, a bunch <laughs> of Final Fours. So, yeah, yeah that, that'd be no, my I'll, guess. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll just quickly run over the Final Four for you. So, anyone, you know, who's listening to this, and if you remember the Final Four of this Rumble, like, before I say it, I mean, fair play to you, a bit nerdy, but nonetheless, I had to go Google this because I genuinely didn't remember. The Final Four of the 2019 Men's Rumble, Seth Rollins, who I think we all know, the winner, etc., Braun Strowman, the white trash redneck hick, you had Dolph Ziggler, so you got you guessed that one, Kevin. So that's two, that's two, right? And then the last guy was Andrade, I believe. So, yeah, what a final four that is. I mean, you talk about Rumble Final Four. Star power is a big thing. Like when you look at these great Rumbles, one thing they all have in common is star power. Star power makes the Rumbles memorable. And when your final four features Andrade, some guy who random dude from NXT has good matches but can't really cut a promo Dolph Ziggler I mean he's Ziggler Strowman yeah and then Rollins who's so-so so not the best yeah I'm gonna save what I have to say for when we go into that rumble in long form yeah because I do got some stuff to say but let, let's uh let, let's go on to the next topic so now yes, we talked about the let's Royal go. Rumble match itself now, let's talk about some of the best non-Royal Rumble matches that took place at the Rumble pay-per-views yeah I mean, I'll just start by saying this. Wrestling GIFs the other day made a video about the 2007 Rumble, and you tweeted about this match as well. GIFs praised it a lot. I went back and watched it in the past couple of days. It's really damn good. Talk to us briefly about Cena versus Umaga from 2007. Like, that match was just damn good. So this was, this as a kid watching WWE at the time, this was the first time that I was like, oh, God, Cena's going to lose, you know? Because it was like, when he when he faced Triple H and he faced, um, you know, he would face Triple H, he'd face Edge, you would think, okay, good guy Cena is going to prevail. But they had built up Umaga so well in 2006. Like, he beat up Jeff Hardy. Was I don't think, actually, no, I don't think he beat up Jeff Hardy yet. Whatever. He was beating up everybody. I can't remember specifically who he was beating up. But he was beating up guys left and right on Raw. And he looked like this legitimate, scary, like, monster. Like, he played the character so well. So it was like, this is the first time that Super Cena is going to lose. And then on top of that, Cena, like, they brought it. They beat the hell out of each other. Cena's choking Umaga with the rope. He's, he's bloody. His blood's pouring down his face. It was a, a good, like, good storytelling, a good hard-hitting match, and really one of the most forgotten matches in, res- in wrestling history and one of the best matches of Cena's career and definitely the best, ma- the best match of Umaga's career. Oh, for sure. Like, th- I mean, this is the match you remember. When you think Umaga, you think this match. One thing, just listening to you talk there... Like, you're describing Umaga, this unstoppable monster. Cena ended up going over in this match, but because of how physical the match was, the story, Umaga didn't come out, and you're thinking, oh my god, he's buried, he's done for. And that made me think, could they not have booked Rollins and Fiend at Hell in a Cell 2019 somewhat like this? Like, you know, scrap the Hell in a Cell and just have, like, a match and book it this way? Like, if you want to have Seth Rollins retain in that match, do something like this. Do it to where... The unstoppable monster still looks absolutely dominant, and then your babyface champion can like overcome and get built up from that. Like Cena Umaga did it so damn well. Like what a phenomenal match. So yeah, it's damn good stuff. Yes, sir. And then like for me, when I think of like some of the best non-rumble matches, Cena Umaga is up there. My all-time favorite is Benoit and Kurt Angle from two thousand three. 
Uh, you've yeah. got the triple threat match, Cena, Lesnar, Rollins. Yeah, that match, that match there, that, that's my favorite because I mean, I'm kind of biased because that match I actually saw live. But like watching that match, that match made Brock Lesnar seem even more unstoppable. Like he broke the streak the year before, murdered Cena at SummerSlam, and yet that match made him seem even more unstoppable. Like when he gets you know taken out, he gets carted away, he comes storming back down, he starts throwing people just. Incredible match. I think another few I'll name. Well, the th this, was, this was also yeah. Seth Rollins coming out yeah. party. Because, like, the jig was yeah. still up on Rollins. People were like, I don't know if this guy really has it. And then this is when people started to see that big match, like, performance capability that he had. And it really mm. did a lot for Rollins in the long run. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the, the match was phenomenal. I mean, as far as the modern era, that's the best, like, match at the Rumble pay-per-view by far that's not the Rumble. Like, as far as, like, the last maybe 15 years, that one's just phenomenal. So... There's that. As far as other matches, if you want to quickly talk about Triple H and Cactus Jack from 2000, that match was just damn good. Yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable match. Like, that was Triple H's coming out party. The, the jig was still up on him, too. You know, he was WWE champion, yeah, but a lot of people were like, well, he's not on the level of Stone Cold. He's not on the level of Undertaker, Rock. And yeah. this match put Triple H on the map. And it also gave Cactus Jack McFoley a moment, like a, a legendary moment that didn't involve him almost dying. Like, this is, True. in my mind, maybe the best hardcore match ever. I'm biased towards Edge and McFoley from WrestleMania 22, but this yeah. one is up there. Like, this is easily one of Triple H's top two or three matches. And definitely, I guess, McFoley, probably McFoley's second or third best match, too. It's just, like, yeah. that was, like, that really saved the 2000 Royal Rumble, too. That Essentially, that pay-per-view was a one-match show, and this was the one that you remember. Exactly, and there was one of the things about this match. If you've ever seen the WWE or Untold or whatever, yeah, the Untold on Triple H and Mick Foley, like the way they chronicled this match, both guys are so damn proud of it, and as they should be. And to think that Triple H wrestled the second half of this match with like legit a big chunk of a wood pallet jammed through his like lower leg, like he was like bleeding profusely. Like, oh, it's crazy! Unbelievable. So gory! Unbelievable! So gory! Like, one of the most gory matches you'll ever watch. Just brutal and then i think another one actually yeah i said that cena rollins lesnar was the best like non-rumble match of the rumble in the past like probably 10 to 15 years i did forget cena and styles 2017 that match as well fantastic just all around that that might be the best if you're talking like a technical match that ever that yeah. ever took place at the royal rumble like that's probably the best like it, it, i think it's better than benoit angle you know like by a smidge just because like the fact yeah. that he wrestled without leaving the ring and it was like, yeah. like when you look at the trilogy of matches that Cena and Styles had already, like in twenty, like in twenty sixteen, leading up to this match, this was the best one. They topped it, and like it was, it was kind of like the modern day. Like if you look at Cena as like the Ric Flair, you would look at AJ Styles as his Ricky Steamboat. It was like the modern day Flair Steamboat, and you really couldn't get much better than this. That's a that's a very good analogy, to be fair. Jeez, so. Yeah, I think, unless you want to throw any more matches in there, I think we've covered, like, the main best ones as far as best... Uh, I think we got to talk about Benoit and Jericho. Just, well, not really talk about it, but we have to acknowledge it. I don't really feel comfortable talking about Benoit and Well, Jericho, Jericho tweeted literally, like, the other day, saying that, like, you know, due to circumstances beyond, like, his control, like, that's his favorite match. Because, you know, he loved that match, and I completely get why it was a really good match but obviously benoit everything to do with that you can't really talk about that match much anymore but the match itself was yeah another awesome match on an awesome 0-1 pay-per-view exactly and i'll just say we didn't really touch on benoit and angle all that much i just brought it up in passing i'll say yeah. if if you can stomach watching a chris benoit match and you've never seen benoit and angle from 2003 like that's one of the, like 
if you like good technical wrestling, those two guys, they're the, the epitome of technical wrestling in WWE. And not only that, they look like they beat each other up for real, and because they did. They, would, they yeah. would literally try to hit each other as hard as they possibly could. It's like the closest thing you'll see to Japanese strong style in a WWE ring. Yeah, for sure. So, with that being said, those are like the greatest matches in the history of the Rumble. Now, I guess we'll talk a little bit more about 2014, 2015. We both kind of uh, did a mini rant on it before, to? but nonetheless, I just want to ask you quickly, how much do you think the 2014 and 2015 Rumble matches hurt the legacy of the Rumble, affected the Rumble, how fans go about the Rumble, all that kind of stuff? I, I think the 2014 Rumble gets a pass because it was like the first of its kind. But, yeah. but to do the same thing, to make the same mistake again on WWE's part a year later is where, like, that's kind of where it's on WWE at that point. Because, like, the problem with the 2014 Royal Rumble, I don't think it was the fact that Batista won. I don't think it was the fact that Daniel Bryan wasn't in the match. I think it was predictability. It was like, you're getting slapped in the face. Like, we're telling you, okay, Batista's returning, Batista's winning the Royal Rumble. We're telling you that, like, f what, five, five or six weeks out with the vignettes and the, the commercials and all that. So this was before there was the WWA Network. So you're, you're telling people... Michael, that gonna... I love it, Michael. By the network, 999, Michael. You're, oh. you're telling people that they're gonna... You're asking people to spend $50 on something that they already know what the, what the finish is going to be. So yeah. I, I can understand frustration from fan standpoint. And they didn't take it to the level that the, that the fans did in 2015. That's another reason why I say that 14 gets yeah. a pass. Like, yeah, people were booing Batista and they wanted Roman Reigns to win. It, it was what it was. It was ugly. But 2015 is just inexcusable. But like you said earlier, rioting, throwing stuff at people. Like, they were, like, awesome. they were like um, mobbing wrestlers' cars, trying to stop the wrestlers oh. from leaving the parking lot. Like, that's just... These people kill wrestling. They, the, those, those type of... The extremists. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm Sorry. glad they're not watching now. I hope they enjoy their Ring of Honor or New Japan or whatever the hell it Mate, is they they've all got their New Japan World subscriptions on their mum's credit card. That's what all these people have. Watching Abushi versus Okada over and over again. Whatever. Anyway, yeah, I think... I'll, I'll answer the question and throw it back to you if you want. This 2014 one, yeah, it, it gets a pass. First of its kind. Totally fair. We talked about that match a lot in the Daniel Bryan episode, the greatest underdog in wrestling. Like... That, that match could have been done. The whole Yes Movement thing could have been done so much better. But nonetheless, they went about it how they did. Babyface Batista won and then got booed out of the building. Brilliant creative writing from WWE there. And then 2015. Personally, I don't even want to talk about that match much more because I'm just... I hate that match. <laughs> Yeah, honestly. I, yeah, I got no, I, I gotta give WWE a little credit though. At least they at least Batista turned heel after he won the Rumble. That they kept pushing yeah. the babyface Roman Reigns agenda after he won the Rumble. Instead of just turning him heel and like seeing where it went. They had Batista yeah. come out and say F you to all the fans and it and it worked. Yeah. And then one thing I also want to say, when we're talking about like the like recent legacy of the Rumble, I want to acknowledge 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20 mainly 2020 but like those rumbles have all been good as far as kind of rebuilding the reputation of the rumble almost because after 2014 2015 the rumble went from oh my god who's gonna win to oh well when are the fans gonna hijack the show now oh so, and, and, and it has to be our guy like it has to be daniel bryan it has to be Dolph ziggler or we're gonna be pissed off yeah and uh, thankfully that's not the case anymore like i mean the 2016 rumble match ugh, that was I wasn't a fan. Styles the booed, but outside of that, that whole Roman Reigns has to start number one and go one versus all. Like, 
Uh, what do you think of that? I didn't like it. Like, really? Triple H wins another Rumble? Yeah. Like, come on. Oh. And know. then yeah, 2017 was the one with all the star power. And then, I mean, what do you think? 2017. That, that one was damn good. We should we should mention yeah. that in some of the great Royal Rumbles. 2017, aside from Randy Orton winning, the rest yeah. the whole Rumble was really good. It was just like, like the finish just took the air out of the building. You know, like I, yeah, I, I go on a little tangent, a mini tangent here. Yeah, go on, go this on. is 2017. Roman Reigns is is the he's the guy for the Royal Rumble. He's coming off, you know, the Rock got booed being next to him. Then 2016. Triple H eliminates him. Nobody wanted to see Roman win the Rumble. You got 2017. You got this guy in Roman Reigns that is like the biggest heel in the Rumble match. That guy could not get Randy Orton over. Because you remember, Randy Orton eliminated Roman last. You would think, oh my god, Randy Orton eliminated our guy, Roman Reigns. No, nobody cared. Like, it was the worst. Like, you could, you could, they couldn't capitalize on the heel heat that Roman Reigns had. Even though he was a babyface, he still had all this heat. And they couldn't capitalize on it. It It just goes to show you that Randy Orton just... I don't know. I, I don't know what like what more can they do with the guy. It, it was just flat. I, I don't know, but yeah, 2017, Jericho got lasting like an hour. Braun Strowman looking dominant. Just all around, really good rumble. The star power in the last like 10 minutes. Brock Lesnar coming in, eliminating like six guys in two minutes, and then Goldberg eliminating him. All round a great rumble. And then 2018 was good. 2019 was forgettable to say the least. And then 2020 was amazing. So the legacy of the rumble has well and truly been saved i feel like yeah exactly but 2015 yeah. definitely hindered the legacy a lot 2020 did a lot to save face but yeah it, like the question now going forward is was 2020 like a one-time lightning in the bottle because that was like really good very good story like a once-in-a-lifetime story with brock and keith lee and drew mcintyre and edge's return like all these factors there was so much going on in that rumble that like i i don't know i don't i, don't, I mean i'm i don't want to give wwe the benefit of the doubt because we could easily go back to where the Rumble just becomes predictable again and the internet yeah. fans hijack because they're like, oh, we want Nakamura to win. Cesaro has to win or we're going to be pissed off. Yeah. And 2015 yeah. created that and it's still fresh enough in people's minds that people could think, oh, well, look well, look what we did in 2015. We booed so much that Rollins won the title at WrestleMania. So pe- that's still yeah. fresh in everybody's mind that people could still, they think they could still change creative. Well, I'll ask you a follow-up question about that. So really that kind of mentality comes from social media and the fact that nowadays everyone has a say regardless of who you are you can get your voice out there and you can share your opinion so with that regard i'll ask you how much has social media either helped or hindered the rumble like what do you think uh, it's definitely hindered it's hindered yeah. it in a lot of ways it's taken away the mystique of surprises so it's not just yeah, the absolutely. fact yeah 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 exactly it's not just the fact that people are bitching and complaining on the internet like oh i want cesaro to win it's not just that but edge's return at the rumble was spoiled what like four months in advance not spoiled but it was like heavily hinted that he was going to be there uh this year with carlito that's being heavily hinted so there's that aspect of it and then on top of that is the people that are like we're going to make nakamania happen we're going to make this happen we're going to complain until this guy wins the rumble it's not it's not about just seeing what wwe gives to you and digesting it anymore and enjoying the Royal Rumble for the ride that it is. It's like, we have to change the Royal Rumble. We have to, like, we have to influence it in some way. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this in episode one of Elite Heat. It's, I mean, the pipe bomb ever since then, really, you know, fans, instead of digesting what they gave you, like you said, it becomes, well, what can we do to influence the WWE? What can we do to backlash? And if they want this guy, we don't want him. We want this guy. Like, that whole mentality has been so detrimental to wrestling, I think. Oh, oh man! I'm sorry. We yeah. gotta mention this before we before yeah. um, 
before I forget. It was, yeah. How funny was it that in 2014, all the Smarks were like, oh, we want Roman to beat Batista. Remember that when they were like the final two or three or whatever it was? Yep. And yep. Roman was getting yep. like, Roman was the biggest baby face in the world, still in the shield, still the baddest man on the planet. And everybody's yeah. like, oh, we don't want Batista to win. We want Roman. And then the next year, it's like, nah, we don't want Roman. So basically, in a nutshell, the fans of the 2014 Rumble are kind of responsible for what happened in 2015. Absolutely. I mean, if WWE listened to the 2014 Rumble, you give Reigns 2015, that's a W. The fans really wanted Reigns. He didn't win. Next year, you give give the fans Reigns. Yeah. Oh, now, oh, boo, he sucks. He's not ready. We want Rusev, who's only beaten a bunch of jobbers <laughs> for a month. We want Dolph Ziggler, who had one good match at Survivor Series. We want Cody Rhodes, who's only lost a few mid-card matches to Miz. Like, <laughs> you, mean, you mean Stone Cold Cody? Oh yeah, the um, the undashing Cody Rhodes who shaved off his mustache. Like, give us a break. man. The amount of like, like the amount of characters that the internet has given Cody Rhodes over the year, over the years, is so funny, dude. So I kind of say Stardust is one of the one of if not the worst characters I've ever seen in my life. Stardust no. was an awful character. But it's, it's like it's like yeah. the internet. They named him. The internet named him Undashing Cody, and then Dashing Cody, like Mustache <laughs> Cody. It's like what? <laughs> like you're giving like what? What is this? I remember just I remember watching Raw in 2014, and there was like they'd cut back from commercial. You'd see like the Shield and Evolution have like a stare down. You go to commercial, you cut back, and you'd see. <laughs> You'd see Stardust like throw a Christmas present at Titus O'Neil and be like, <laughs> he'd like, like what, what is this crap? And this is the guy the internet needs to see instead of Batista, Triple H, and oh, we need Cody. Like, anyway, I'll, we'll move on from that. That can be saved for another video. I'll, I'll ask you just quickly. We, we've touched on Edge. Do you think it's fair to say that Edge is the king of Rumble returns? Yeah, I think it goes without question. I mean, 2010, an iconic return. And then 2020, he said, hold my beer. I'm going to have the best return. I'm going to do better than myself. Like, 2020, I don't think we'll ever see a better Royal Rumble return than that. Oh, quick question, quick question. That 2020 return, would you say that's the best, like, WWE return ever? Yeah, I, I think, I, like, the only one that rump that rivals it to me is probably Triple H's return in 02. Hmm. Or The Rock's return in 2000, was it 2010? When The Rock made his yeah. return to Raw? Those are, like, the only two that rival it to me. Yeah, I also, to me, the Edge one's better than, definitely the Rock, the, the, the Triple H one's on par, like the Triple H one, there were like 15,000 in attendance, but it sounded like 50,000, like that crowd was thunderous, that was back when the crowds were genuinely like super invested, because they're like, we know we're going to get a good show, so we're going to really, you know, emote, and then the, the Rock return, awesome moment, real big surprise, but like, he wasn't really doing much, the crowd was kind of eh, and then the Edge one, oh my god phenomenal so personally i'd say edge is the king of rumble returns i think that's irrefutable yeah like what other good returns have there been in the rumble because i know like a lot of returns like triple h's return happened what like two weeks before the rumble imagine if they saved yeah. his return for the rumble itself like what, what were some good yeah. ones that happened at the rumble itself i mean john cena's oh cena's yeah john cena's in 08 oh but, oh but what about um what about when kevin nash made his entrance in 2011 kevin what about that <laughs> What about when, um, I mean, one I can think, did Jericho make his return to the 2012 one? I think that was like a shock when Jericho came out. No, no, not 2012, no. He, he had, they already had built up the program, I think, with him and Punk. Like, they were already doing this no, stuff. No, 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 This was, this was before that. This was, um, 
Ziggler, I think Ziggler was one. He was like, oh, this is so unfair. And oh, then Jericho yeah. was hit number two. Yeah, and yeah. And then everyone's like, oh my God, it's Jericho. What? We haven't seen him in like a year. Like, I think that's what happened. I think um, that was 2013 though. Let me see. Hold on. Uh, no, I think 2013 he was, he was actually back by then. He was having programs. Yeah, it was whatnot. 2013. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even know. 2012. He was in 2012, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, no. Anyway, Kevin, I'm going to now ask you a question, which I'm sure you're going to love answering. Answer for me this, please. How terrible was Cena versus Orton oh, at the 2014 Jesus. Rumble? Oh, God. <laughs> Cena Here we go, folks. Orton. Get, your, get your popcorn out. Kevin's about to go off. Oh, so, like, basically what happened here, if you've never seen this match, think and think back to the crowd reaction from 2004, WrestleMania 20, with Goldberg versus Brock. That crowd, I thought, I, I thought we were never going to see anything eclipse that. In terms of a crowd hijacking a match, like we don't want to see this. Fuck this match. That crowd in 2014, ten years later, they said, "Hold my beer," and they gave us the best hijack of a match you'll ever see. I mean, we had chance of we want refunds. Macho Man, uh, JBL, oh, they love me, Maggle. They're cheering for me. Listen, Maggle. Like you, you got the whole nine. It, it is like you have John Cena and Randy Orton, a match that we've seen what 150 thousand times. From like 2007 to 2010, they main evented SummerSlams, yeah. bragging rights, WrestleManias, Royal Rumbles. They did. They wrestled on every freaking pay per view. We were gonna see them. WWE was destined to feed us John Cena and Randy Orton, whether we wanted it or not. Yeah. That now is 2014. Randy Orton. The only time Randy Orton is on TV is when he's losing to the Shield as a part of Team Hell No, or he's yep. making Barney yep. the Dinosaur references, or he's coming out with Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase Jr. and he's doing nothing. <laughs> Legacy, the worst stable in the history of pro wrestling is Legacy, bar none. Don't even, like, I don't even want to hear nothing. Legacy did nothing for anybody. Randy Orton proved that he could not lead a stable. So so what had this guy done from 2010 to, 24, to 2014 to deserve to be, what did, they, what did they build this as? Like the best, like, was oh, it? So basically, yeah, so they did the unification at TLC 2013. It was the match of all matches. And then this match was just the rematch that no one asked for. That's what this was. Okay, so Quite 2013 much. TLC, we're being told by Stephanie and Triple H and and Michael Cole, oh, this is better than Austin Rock, Hogan Andre, Hogan Warrior, whatever you want to put in there. And like it's this um, it's disrespectful. Greatest rivalry in history, Michael. Greatest rivalry in history. Like you oh, got man. John Cena and Randy Orton in 2014 on a pay-per-view that nobody asked for. Nobody asked for the unification match. Nobody asked for this rematch. It's just, God, the crowd was so funny. Listening to the crowd hijack it, they were already hot because they knew that Daniel Bryan wasn't going to be in the Rumble. They just didn't want to accept it. And I think they, I think he opened the show with with Bray Wyatt. So then you have Cena and Orton. They just got the brunt of it. Like, like you, instead of you know what you know what would have been a good idea for all those people in the crowd if they would have got up and left. But instead, they're like, oh, we got to get ourselves over. We got to get on TV. We got to chant. We got to chant JBL. So JBL mentions us on commentary. Like that would have that would have it would have made a bigger statement if they would have all just left and then they would have left Cena and Orton fighting in an empty arena because nobody gave a shit about this match. Yeah. Nobody wanted to see it. Like like Randy Orton, you want to compare him to like Austin Cena. Like that's where I have the problem with Randy Orton. Randy Orton is a great wrestler, but he's not on the level of Triple H, Austin, Hogan, Macho Man. He's not on those guys' levels. And WWE tries to force feed it, like with this match here with Cena and Orton, and nobody cared. It just Nobody cared. If this had been like Cena and AJ Styles, people would have cared. Yeah. But you give a Cena and Orton, 
It was brutal. Arguably, like, top five worst Royal Rumble singles matches. It was horrible. Oh, I was just, yeah. I mean, I don't have much more to contribute there. Just all around. I mean, you had the Olay chance, the Macho Man chance, JBL. I mean, that's just jokes. Like, the crowd's chanting JBL. JBL's like, oh, they love me, Michael. Michael, they love me here in, here in where were they, Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, Michael. Oh, Michael. Oh, Michael, I chanted my name, Michael. I wish I was in that ring, Michael. Like, it was just, <laughs> oh, it was so good. I, J JBL is just, you made a video on him. He's just amazing, JBL. Oh, such so, a great commentator. Um, yeah, check that video yeah, out if you uh, haven't seen it. Yeah, so, go check it out. Go, go hit subscribe on Kevin's channel. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I will, uh, I'll ask you now. What are your thoughts on CM Punk versus The Rock for the WWE Championship from Royal Rumble 2013? <laughs> I mean, you've got, you looking at this, you got The Rock... The biggest star in the history of wrestling. You got CM Punk at his apex in the middle of the 434-day reign. Yep. Yep. We already know we're getting John Cena and Rock at WrestleMania. We already know it because they because it's been spoiled yeah. already. So it's like, why even have this match? But I'd love to hear what you what you Kevin, say. <sighs> Kevin, Kevin. So CM Punk has this 434-day title reign. He's the the top holding the top championship in the company. He survives Cena, uh, you know, a match with Cena at Night of Champions in Cena's hometown, survives with the title. He survives Hell in a Cell with Ryback. He survives a triple threat. He beats Ryback in a TLC match. Punk has this big run, and then he gets to the Rumble 2013. The stipulation is that if the Shield interfere, then Punk is going to be stripped of the title. So keep that in mind. Now, we get to the match itself. Good match. I mean, the match itself, it was a fine match. I'm not gonna rant on this because oh it was such a terrible match like match wasn't bad same as like cena orton but it's just everything that's surrounded so you get to the finish and <sighs> kevin kevin <God. laughs> okay so as 434 day title reign so cm punk it, they're wrestling and then the rock is like you know he's like flexing he's all gas lights go out then <laughs> Michael Cole proceeds to do some of his worst commentary. Okay, so we can clearly hear the shield beating up the rock. We can hear Roman Reigns like roaring. We can clearly hear it. We hear like Rawr! like we can hear all this stuff. We hear like the camera's like shaking. There's the lights are out, even though you can literally see this because the lights are like flash. It, it was dumb. And then we see and hear the rock go through the announce table. Michael Cole is screaming, it was the shield, it was the shield, it was the shield, it was the shield. And then JBL is having a fit going, oh, shut it, you stooge, shut it, you stooge. Like it was some of the worst commentary you will ever hear. And then Lola was just like, dad, you. Like the whole thing was an absolute joke, Kevin. It, Michael Cole, some of the worst commentary I've ever heard. Like as a kid, I wanted to literally like, you know, reach through the TV and just like slap him. Like, it was It was that bad. Like, he was screaming, and then Rock, and Punk rolls Rock back in the ring, pins him. So Punk's beat The Rock, 434 days and counting. Punk's posing, or the crowd's like, oh, boo, boo. And then no chance in hell hits, and Vince comes out and goes, oh, damn it, pal. Oh, we're not ending. We're not ending this night like that, pal. The stipulation was if the Shield, if the Shield interfered in the match, you'd be stripped of your championship, pal. And Punk and Heyman are like, oh my god, no, no. And then Rock's like, no, 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 we're not ending this that way. And then they restart the match, Spinebuster, People's Elbow, Rock's champion. 434 days, matches with Jericho, matches with 
Daniel Bryan, five-star work rate classics, matches with Cena, Ryback in the cell, the TLC matches, down the toilet, because a people's elbow, Kevin. I hate that. Yeah. I, I, I hate that. It was, it was garbage. It was, it was the death of a 434-day reign for nothing. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Gone. I didn't like it either. It, it sucked. It was garbage. Yeah, go on. I, I didn't oh. like it either. It's like, like you look at it, you look at this, you, you see um, the CM Punk, who's supposed to be this made guy, this superstar. Rock spine busts him, and he's just sitting there posing for like a minute doing the people's elbow. And then he takes forever to pin him. It, it was like a burial, you know? It was like the closest you could get to a burial without actually burying him, because obviously CM Punk's not buried. But it was just like they buried his title reign. It was like, yeah, that title reign didn't mean shit to us, <laughs> you know? Like, he couldn't even yeah. lose to a rock bottom. Like, really? <laughs> the people's elbow. Like, I mean, I don't hate the people's elbow. It's, it's the most electrifying move in sports entertainment. The crowd loves it. But if you're going to end 434 days with that, that was how they ended the greatest, well, as far as lengthwise, for the time, the best title reign, the Mon Era. Like, is it the greatest reign? I mean, that's debatable. But a damn good reign ends like that. Like, that, that, that's the payoff to CM Punk's big title reign. He didn't get to main event of WrestleMania. He didn't get to do all these things. He barely main evented any pay-per-views on top of just WrestleMania. He main evented like, like five pay-per-views in two years. And he loses yeah. to a part-timer. Even though, yes, it's The Rock. Great, greatest of all time, Maggle. Yes, it's The Rock. I get it. But still, it, like, it was just the payoff. For what? It didn't make any sense. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's me ranting for a bit. I'll, I'll pass this over to you. So, Kevin, if, if, you know, those of you who follow Kevin and Bonafide Hayden, you see his Twitter and his, his YouTube, you'd be fully aware that his two favorite wrestlers are Mike Mazanin, formerly The Miz, and Randall Keith Orton, aka Randy Orton. So, those two guys had a great match at the 2011 Royal Rumble for the WWE title. Kevin, I'll throw it over to you. Is Miz vs. Orton from the 2011 Rumble your favorite match ever? If so, why? Uh, well, what a, what a smart-ass question, man. And, and the whole delivery, you know, these are my favorite wrestlers, of course. <laughs> so, like, I could not even believe that the Miz and Randy Orton actually took place on a pay-per-view for the WWE Championship. Like, I was dumbfounded to find out that this happened. So, I actually went out and watched it. And it's fresh in my mind. I watched the, the Miz versus randy orton and i tried i was like all right i'm gonna give this match a chance i'm gonna watch it from like i don't know i'm gonna watch it from start to finish and i'm gonna take note in my mind of every move they're doing i'm gonna try to get invested in the story i was bored within like three and a half minutes it was literally just like randy orton stomping the miz like you remember what how he used to do like oh he's the apex predator maggle and he would like <laughs> walk around you and like Stomp your face. If you, if you build a wrestler from the ground up, he'd look just like Randy Orton, Michael. Oh, he's built from granite, Michael. I love it, Michael. Cool. <laughs> gone. So, yeah. So, he's like, he's stomping his face, stomping his hand, stomping his foot. And I'm just like, bro, this is so boring. And then it's like European uppercut, terrible working punch from The Miz. And this is literally three minutes in. And I'm like, oh, God, I got another 18 minutes of this. It was like a, they had like a 22-minute <laughs> match on pay-per-view. Like, when you think of uh. WWE championship <laughs> matches, y usually there's somebody in the match that's larger than life. When you think about a WWE championship match, not not the, the 2012 world title that Ziggler held on his ass, not that title, but the WWE championship, the title that Bruno San Martino held, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Stone Cold, etc. And now yeah. that somehow has devolved 
into the Miz holding the championship against Randy Orton. And you have a baby face, a baby face Randy Orton that nobody cares about. Like, nobody gives a single damn about Randy Orton. Nobody's sitting there going, oh my god, I can't wait to see Randy Orton triumph against the Miz. Like, the match had zero tension. This is why, like, when people say the Miz should be in the Hall of Fame, this is the end of the Miz's Hall of Fame case. He is an embarrassment to the WWE Championship. Like I said, Bret Hart, Stone Cold, uh, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle. Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle, two legitimate athletes. One is an MMA champion, the other is an Olympic gold medalist. Those guys have been WWE champion. And somehow, in 2011, only eight years later from when Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar headlined a pay-per-view, the Miz is WWE champion. The Miz. This guy has no credibility whatsoever at all. And like, yeah, Randy Orton's good. Randy Orton's good as the second fiddle. Not when he needs to carry the match. Because he was carrying the Miz in the ring. Because, you know, the Miz sucks and doesn't know what the hell he's doing. So Orton had to carry him. And like, yeah, Orton is super gifted. Orton, from a psychology standpoint, one of the best wrestlers that, that you'll ever see. Like, he's so good at, at going through the motions. He knows what to do. He knows the right facials. He knows how to sell. He can do everything really good. He's like James Harden. You're an NBA guy. Yeah. He's just like yeah. James Harden. You know what James yeah. Harden is going to do. He's going to dribble. He's going to stand on the top of the key. He's going to dribble, step back, shoot a three. That's all he's going to yeah. do, but he's damn good at it. And it's like, like I don't have a problem with Randy Orton. I have a problem with the way Randy Orton is perceived. Randy Orton is not perceived. He's perceived to be on the level, like I said, of Austin, Cena, and he's just not. It's like, yeah. like he's a lot like James Harden. If James Harden was the face of the NBA, nobody would watch the NBA anymore. Like if, Facts. Like, Facts. like if Kevin yeah. Durant, LeBron, Steph Curry, all these guys retired and it was just James Harden to be the, the biggest star in the NBA, nobody would watch anymore. It's a lot like Randy Orton. Randy Orton is the biggest mainstream star WWE has and nobody watches. And it was like, I'm watching this. Nobody's invested. Like Orton's like doing his like stupid baby face thing where he punches the mat and nobody cares. Like half the crowd is chanting RKO, RKO. It's like, like, ah, oh God. It's just the, the de-evolution of the WWE Championship. It was on full display here. I know somebody in the comments is going to defend this. Oh my god, The Miz deserves it. The Miz shows up to work every day. He's an icon because he shows up to work. Quick question. Quick question. Well, in your... I mean, you've kind of given it away there, but was that Miz WWE title reign from November of 2010 through, what, April or May? Is that the worst WWE title reign ever? I really have to think about it. My impulse wants to say yes, just out of pure bias. Because people would say people would say Jinder Mahal, but to that I'd argue, okay, let's look at what Miz did. Miz had a, a two and a half month program with Randy Orton featuring this match we talk about, and then Miz was feuding with Jerry Lawler, like defending Michael Cole, feuding with Jerry Lawler, and they had a match at a pay per view for the title. We had the Miz make his pull floats entrance at WrestleMania, and then play third fiddle to Cena and Rock, and then Miz lost the title. Brilliant run. You've got right. what? Jinder Mahal, Great Khali, Braun Strowman are probably up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'd have to say Miz. Yeah, it's on that same tier. It's on that same tier. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to say Miz is probably the worst. Like it, it just it doesn't get any worse than that. Like some people say Kevin Nash's was the worst. Like no, no. I'm sorry. Like at least Kevin Nash, like he's somebody that you can suspend disbelief when you're watching. Have you seen the Miz hook somebody's leg? He has the worst <laughs> leg hook in the history of pro wrestling. Like, he looks like he can't even pick up Randy Orton's leg. And that's somebody you want in the Hall of Fame? Really? This is a WWE champion. This is the face of the company. Really? 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 When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut, Kevin. Really? 
Quiet on the set. Quiet on the set. Imagine if the Miz had. Imagine if the Miz had beat John Cena clean at WrestleMania 27, and they proceed to put to put eh, to book him the way they book like Roman Reigns or something. Imagine where WWE would be today. Their stock would be at an all-time low. Good oh God. God. All right, I'm done. Oh, I got to add one more thing about this, too. Th- yeah. This was the height of Michael Cole, like, not being able to, to pronounce words. Like, the, the, oh, no. Oh, no. The, the intro to the 2011 Royal Rumble, he was just like, welcome, everybody. We got 40,000 of the WWE universe. Yeah. <laughs> just like, bro. Like, like at least... WWE universe. WWE universe. Like, he's come a long way in ten years. He like now sure. he can he can pronounce things like he says WWE now finally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, I've just received a received an email from the anonymous Raw general manager, the John John Like Michael Cole's just a joke. Like seriously, Anyway, we got we got a whole separate video coming on Michael Cole. Don't you worry about that. Nonetheless, I'll quickly ask you this question, Kevin. Do you care to see the Kofi Kingston spots anymore? So, yeah, Kofi does the spots in the Rumbles. Do you care to see them anymore? Oh, not anymore. I mean, yeah, they were cool. Like, the first few, like, four or five years, it was cool. But it's just, like, now they feel forced, and they don't come off as genuinely entertaining. But I'm going uh, to let you elaborate on this, because my throat is kind of worn out from that rant. Yeah, fair. Um... Look, Kofi spots, I mean, I'll talk about this, and I'll talk about the 2019 Rumble a little bit. The Kofi spots, these are really cool. Like, I remember 2012, when I, I owned, like, Rumble, like, that show on DVD, like, WB Home Video, and I'm, like, watching the Kofi spot. I'm like, this is really cool. Like, little kid me is thinking, geez, he's doing a handstand to not get eliminated? That's awesome. And then we saw the ones year after year. He'd, like, fall out of the ring, and then his feet would land on pancakes and all this kind of stuff. It, it was cool, but then, you know, it, it just gradually, as with most WWE things, it gets a bit like, eh, you don't, don't really care as much. So, yeah, eventually the Kofi spots, they're not as special anymore. Nowadays, I remember last year, Naomi did something similar. She, like, went on the announce table, ran across, got the announce table cover, ran across that, ran to the stairs. There's some creative Kofi spots, like th- those type of things, but just in general, how can how can they, you know, stay in, in the match, not get eliminated, even though they're outside the ring? That kind of thing, it's not as interesting as it used to be, I think it's fair to say. Exactly. Couldn't put it better myself. Yeah, do you want to go yeah, in yeah, about the 2019 Royal Rumble again? The Men's Royal Rumble? Um, I'll do this really quickly. The 2019 Rumble, I don't want people clicking off this like premiere because people don't even care about the Rumble, but nonetheless, the 2019 Rumble, Final Four, we went over this before, Rollins, Strowman, Andrade, and Ziggler, about as dead as it gets. The match itself, that whole 2019 Rumble pay-per-view was a joke. The way they structured it, you had all the matches that people cared about, so all the women's matches, because at that time period, end of 2018, beginning of 2019, the only things people cared about in WWE were the women. Okay, Ronda Rousey, you know, having a match with Sasha Banks. You had Becky Lynch having a match with Oscar. Who'd win the women's Rumble? Like, that's what people cared about. And then they did that to open the show, and then the men's Rumble came, like, five hours into the show. Seth Rollins won about as dead as it gets you had Ali getting eliminated by Nia Jax you had the biggest name in that match was Kurt Angle who lasted a minute and then he was tossed out like the match was a joke anything you want to say about it just like the fact that the women's Royal Rumble did not main event that show is just like yeah it's it's a bonehead decision in in uh in hindsight yeah so with that being said I think we're fit to move on to the present day so Without further ado, we'll start with the Women's Royal Rumble. This match, 
the women's rumble when it was conceived in 2018 it was like a, oh my god it's history in the making oh women get a royal rumble and it was like like really good 2019 it was the thing everyone cared about as you say 2020 good enjoyable bianca belair Shayna baszler look like stars charlotte ended up winning it was okay i guess and now this year it's gonna be interesting so i'll kick us off by asking you kevin why does the women's rumble especially this year have so little interest behind it in your opinion well, there's just not enough compelling characters. Like, WWE, yeah. in hindsight, tries to act like Molly Holly, Tori Wilson, Melina. Like, they try to act like these women were big deals from, like, a like a big picture standpoint. Where yeah. they were, like, smaller parts of the show and they don't really have the legacy that a guy like Edge has when he makes his return 10 years later. Nobody in the women's division really has that. Like, yeah, Trish Stratus, in a lot of people's minds, she does. But realistically, when she appears on the screen, not too many people care. So there's that, the lack of star power. Uh, there's just, on the ro- on the current roster today, there's not enough women. There's not enough good quality yeah, exactly. women's performers that you can, like, take serious. Like, they, they have to scrape NXT, NXT UK, uh, you know, just, like, yep. random people that aren't ready, like, that are still in training that nobody's heard of are going to be there. Yep. You know, we're going to see, like, uh, Shotzi Blackheart. People are going to freak the hell out. Like, Shotzi Blackheart's the best women's wrestler they've ever seen. And, and yeah. just like examples like that, like Shotzi Blackheart, Candice Array, maybe she'll be there. And then the fact that like there's really only one realistic option that people see winning, and that's Bianca Belair. You know, nobody yep. else has really been built up. Like, are they gonna do Charlotte again? We're gonna see Charlotte Probably. win the Rumble again. Probably. It wouldn't shock yeah. me. It wouldn't yeah, shock me at all. all. You know, that she's just like, oh, I'm the queen, Charlotte Flair. I'm gonna face Oscar. Like that's very captivating. You win the Royal Rumble to do that. Like why? Why? Like why even have the Royal Rumble if that's all it's gonna lead to? You know? Yeah. I mean, you touched on like the main points there. I really think, like one of the things as well. You mentioned like scraping the barrel as far as the talent because there's not enough women. Like you just know with these Rumbles, it's stuff like oh here's Kaylee Ray representing NXT UK, the longest reigning NXT UK Women's Champion, and then. 90, 95% of people who watch are like, who the hell is this? Like, why why should I care? She's not going to win. And then you're going to have stuff like Indy Hartwell making her, her Rumble debut, and Michael Cole is going to be like, oh, representing NXT on the WWE Network, Indy Hartwell from the Y. Like, that's what Michael Cole is going to do when Indy Hartwell comes out. And then you're going to have, like, Mia Yim, or sorry, sorry, Reckoning, make her way. It's like, a bunch of those people it's just you don't really care then you've got the legends like oh can't wait to see michelle mccall for a fourth straight year come in eliminate four people and get tossed out by i don't even know charlotte flair like the, the women's rumble having two rumbles in one show is overkill it straight up is personally speaking i feel like 2019 they should have just done a women's rumble and forgotten like not done the men's one because they clearly didn't have enough talent for the men's one then nowadays especially this year is there a need to do a women's rumble can you not just do Bailey versus Bianca Belair and some great match to determine the number one contender for the women's title or something? Is there a need for us to see an hour-long match featuring Molly Holly making her 15th return in the last five years? Is there a need for that? But, I mean, WWE are going to do it because yeah, sa- women need a Rumble the, too. Save us yeah. all the time of sitting through a women's Rumble and just have Charlotte declare that she's the, raw, the number one contender for the Raw title. Exactly. But instead, we need to sit through an hour of seeing these same women... Like, the, the, the thing with the women's like returns especially like when you think of all-time great women it's like the ones like trish leader i don't even know who else mickey james alundra blaze like those types 
we, we've seen all of them like make returns as part of this like women's evolution and like they weren't big enough stars back in their day to where it was like oh my god it's like it's not like nowadays where you can bring uh, maybe austin back for a rumble god forbid and it's like oh my god what a star like when you bring trish and Lita back it's like oh yeah cool that's about that's about the extent of it you know and, and, and in the in the um in the what's the word the art of fairness uh, hmm. in, in like 10 or 15 years sasha banks charlotte flair oscar these women will have that name power because they're treated more like stars and more like big parts sure. big sure. big picture big yeah. parts of the show so in 10 15 years when sasha banks is making her long-awaited return it's going to be a big deal because you know she's going to be in hollywood doing disney plus shows and movies so it'll be a big deal yeah. when sasha banks makes her return and it's just not yeah. when trish and lita make their return it's just not as big of a deal as people want it to be but 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 kevin are you not excited when you see way cool make their uh their rumble return way <laughs> cool what oh, is that God. Oh, Layla. Oh, Layla. Layla and Michelle McCool. Remember yeah. back in the yeah. WWE, the Divers division back in 2010 when it was Lay Cool putting Natalia through a pink table? Remember that? How could I forget? Yeah. yeah, so with that being said, I mean, you kind of touched on it before. I'll ask you the question just to get some clarification. Can you see anyone apart from Bianca Belair winning the Women's Royal Rumble? Well, Charlotte Flair, because when, when there is an accolade to be had by a women's wrestler, Charlotte Flair is like the Grim Reaper. <laughs> she's gonna yep. she's gonna make her presence felt I, i'm trying oh, the to randy orton, the randy orton effect Michael. yeah the randy orton theory there you go uh yep. you know what the randy orton theory we'll give we'll give charlotte 25 titles and we'll just force feed it and she'll be important because we said she's important yeah when she goes in the hall of fame in 20 years you look at her resume and she'll be a a 26 time women's champion a five-time rumble winner four money in the banks it'll be like this like godly resume and WB will sell it as this is irrefutably the greatest woman ever look at her achievements even though when she was winning them no one was like oh my god yeah well some stands were but by and large people weren't like oh my god yes charlotte won again yeah. like it's the randy orton effect it really is exactly and then the the reaction from fans will be oh well becky was better oscar was better than her like we've seen better wrestlers than her that, that's why you and i need to do this podcast for the next 20 years so we can tell people look oscar was better than charlotte flair she just didn't get pushed the way charlotte did Imagine us doing this in like 15 years and my voice just gives out from doing Vince impressions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those would be the days. So like, yeah, then, like, oh, I'm just yeah. Then, then you got Sonya Deville. I, I, I think she's an outside like wild card. Yeah. Other than that, I really don't see anyone else winning. Like the reason I say Sonya, because good or bad, she did get a lot of publicity over the past year. Well, and and well, what about, and, and, sorry, and, sorry to cut you off. What, what about Bailey? What about her? I, I don't see it. I don't really you see, see... Bailey's Bailey Sasha WrestleMania 37 one more match. You know, I, 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 I could see it happening, but I don't think the actually no. You know now that you mention it, yeah, I could see Bailey winning it. Now that you bring yeah. it up, yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that, that's like going the other one because I mean obviously Charlotte Flair's like the okay. Well, well, if, well, yeah. they they like they you typically they like baby faces to win. True, but I think they'd classify Charlotte as a baby face. Yeah, like in internally. So, no, I'm talking about Bailey. Like typically, like with Bailey, like they they typically like baby faces to win, and Bailey's that's like, true. Here, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but it is. What I could see, honestly. I could see it though. I think Sonya Deville. I mean, you mentioned her. The only situation I could think of. I mean, I'm not about her winning the Rumble. The situation I do is literally have Bianca Belair wins the Rumble. Sasha Banks makes it to WrestleMania as champion. We get Sasha versus Bianca Belair. Sasha Banks beats Bianca Belair after some hard fought match. Sasha finally gets a WrestleMania win. After the match, Sasha's like dead and defeated and it's completely spent. Sonya Deville walks out and says, 
I'm the SmackDown GM. I'm having a match with you right now for that championship. Sonya walks down, beats her in a minute, and then you can do a storyline with that. That's that's the only thing I could see them doing with Sonya, really. Like, what do you think of that? That's too creative. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just, like, it's common sense 101. When I saw Sonya Deville as GM on SmackDown, I'm like, that's just basic. But nonetheless, with that being said, I mean, we'll talk about Charlotte just briefly again. What will be your reaction when Charlotte Flair wins the Rumble, Kevin? That's funny that you said when. <laughs> when she wins. When. Yeah, not so... if, when. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, pal. Charlotte's winning the Rumble. You don't even have to watch the show. Just cancel your yeah. network and, and just subscribe to Peacock already. So. <laughs> People are going to freak the hell out when Charlotte Flair wins the Royal Rumble. Like it's good. It, like it'll be marginalized compared to when Goldberg wins the men's rumble. Yeah, the, when, the, when, yeah. Yeah, when exactly? Yeah. The the reaction for Charlotte will be maybe half of what it'll be for Goldberg, but people will be like, like you'll see, like there'll be some stands. They're like, oh my god, Charlotte is the best, and and, and I know y'all miss Charlotte too. Now you're mad because she's succeeding, and then yeah, that's the phrase. That's the phrase from there. Y'all mad? That's like the go-to for these stands on Twitter. Y'all mad? Like no, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just literally doing. I'm just tweeting. It takes like ten seconds. I'm not mad. Ah, uh, brah, brah. Yeah, like, anyway, like, like I, I'm so mad that Charlotte Flair won a fake Royal Rumble, a fake wrestling exactly. match. I'm so, uh, it's gonna ruin my day. So yeah, so people are gonna act like, like, like you love, like you love to say that Vince murdered a family member. That Vince McMahon just came over to their house, killed someone in their house, and they're gonna be like, oh, we're canceling the WWE Network, and we're gonna subscribe to Peacock, pal. Download the Peacock <laughs> app, John. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't wait. Oh. Still the citation. I can't wait for Michael Cole to be like. So this is how you have to watch WWE pay per views now. You have to download the Peacock app or go on <laughs> www.peacock.com to watch all the WWE content. Oh, I wish JBL was around to do it. Damn it! Oh, Peacock Imagine. Maggle. I love Peacock Maggle. <laughs> oh, Maggle. I love that, Maggle. Oh, tell me again, Maggle. Say that word to me again, Maggle. Uh, Peacock gave Vince McMahon a billion dollars, Maggle. Can you believe it? (laughs) Oh, oh, Vince, I love you. Oh, my God, Vince, I love you so much. Oh, Oh, Jesus. All right, let's talk about the infamous Molly Holly. Are you excited (laughs) to see Molly Holly make her surprise return this year? Another oh, one. how could you not? How, Kevin, how could you not be? I mean, I mentioned it before, but she's God, like I mean, DJ Molly Khaled. Her... Another one. <laughs> when she makes her way down as like entry number like fourteen is like the the surprise. It's like okay, yeah, yeah. We've we've seen this so many times. It's like okay, Molly you, Holly's. You know what would hey. actually be cool? What if she came out with Hurricane and they had like their their Hurricane like their their gimmick like the gimmick masks on from when they were Hurricane like, Hurricane's a G. Hurricane retweeted me on Twitter like a week. I love Hurricane. Hurricane is a dub, so yeah. hopefully that's the case. That'd be jokes. I mean, it, that would be cool. Than just, anything's better than Molly Holly running down and Michael Cole going, "Oh, Molly Holly was a former women's champion in WWA." Like, <laughs> um, and so also I'll finish off the women's rumble section. I'll just quickly ask you: Should WWE even bother doing women's rumble matches anymore? Considering they barely have the style power for it. It's just them scraping the barrel to get a field you think i i don't know i i, I don't want to say no because that sounds like that just doesn't sound fair but like they don't really need it you know like uh, yeah. I, I think what you said perfectly summarizes it 
with 2019 it should have just been the women's rumble if if, yeah. if people are invested in the women's rumble more than more so than the men then do the women's rumble if people are more invested and only care about the men's rumble then do that they don't need to force feed two rumbles no matter gender anything like that they don't need to force feed two rumbles it's not totally necessary yeah it's like when the women are the best thing going like on the, the show and in the product as they were for literally the second half of 2018 and the first like three months of 2019 when that's the case do your evolution pay-per-views your women's rumbles and your women's matches like main eventing all the shows just doing it for the sake of it to push a stephanie mcmahon you know we love women agenda that's not really beneficial for anything it, it just it just weakens your quality of product so that's my honest opinion we'll probably do a video about that kind of whole topic eventually but nonetheless i'm i'm now going to move on I'll, I'll shift it over here to the current rumble so for the men kevin we'll start with surprise entrance who do you think will be surprise entrance in this year's men's rumble cm punk cm punk cm punk shut your CM mouth punk. shut your CM mouth cm punk cm punk <laughs> uh, i mean you know CM Punk gets confirmed. You heard it here at Elite Heat. We got sources. CM Punk is going to be at the Royal Rumble. Come we want Ray Fun CM Punk. We want Ray Fun CM Punk. Come on. <laughs> uh, you know, in, in, all, in all seriousness, uh, Big Show, Kane, like they're going to play the hits. We're going to see the good old Mayor Pal. Uh, John Cena would be great. I don't know if John Cena will happen, but that would be awesome. Uh, and then I, I'd yeah, be I mean... Edge. You know, who wouldn't want to see John Cena and Edge? return at the same show like this royal rumble could be legendary bro it could be it could be like imagine if john cena and kane both make their or john cena and edge both make their returns on the show i mean it's it's most it's more likely it will happen than it won't i mean let's be fair like edge has been out for what seven months now like he's due for the return and the, the edge versus orton three is destined to happen at this point oh, oh give me that maggle <laughs> oh give kevin some randy orton he loves it but but think yeah, about no, it, I though. John Cena, that would be big. Yeah, imagine. Um, as far as other surprise entrants, I mean... Oh, Carlito? Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's probably about it, to be fair. I think Carlito, he'll come back. They'll probably do something similar to with like the MVP thing. So um, Carlito and MVP, do with that what you will. Um, I don't even know. That's probably about uh, it. I guess, I guess we have to call Goldberg a surprise. Uh, okay. <laughs> I guess, like, we have to, technically, you know, since he's not in the Rumble, pal. Yeah, I mean, not technically in it, but it might as well be at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I think I'll ask you now, Brock Lesnar, he hasn't been on WWE TV since literally Mania. So do you think Brock Lesnar will return? And if he does, do you see him winning the Rumble? Uh, yeah, I think if he does commit to coming back with zero fans, yeah, I think he's he's a foregone conclusion to win it, and then they'll run it back with him and Drew McIntyre. That's what I hope for. You know, I hope that Drew McIntyre squashes Goldberg and he puts an end to the Grim Reaper and becomes a massive babyface in the internet community, bigger than he is, and Brock Lesnar comes out and just throws Dolph Ziggler and Daniel Bryan and Nakamura and, and all those guys out with one, with one finger, and I, I've... I, it, I there could be worse scenarios than Brock Lesnar winning. I'll just put it that way. I would not be I would not be against it. Yeah, like when when I see people on Twitter do their like, oh, Royal Rumble, here's my top four to win the Rumble, and no one has Brock Lesnar in there. I'm like, what? This is WWE. Brock Lesnar is on eight figures per year from Vince. This is Brock Lesnar after all. This is a, a mainstream legit attraction. This is a guy who main evented the last WrestleMania. 
he could well come back. And if he does come back, you bet your bottom dollar, this guy, Brock Lesnar, is going to win the Rumble. So, yeah, Lesnar, McIntyre, again. Lesnar, McIntyre, I saw Keith Lee as, as a triple threat. A bit random, that one. But Brock Lesnar winning or having something to do with the Rumble, I can well say it. Yeah, I would. I mean, I'm all for it. I love Brock Lesnar. I love. I I'm one of the few people that love when Brock Lesnar is around. I, how I can think you he's not great. love Brock? How can you not love Brock at this point? Like compare him to everyone nowadays. He is that much better, that much more legitimate. He's a better wrestler than most of these people. He doesn't. He doesn't do unnecessarily dangerous moves for the sake of it. He just throws people around. Looks like a legit tough guy. How could you not love Brock? Like, let's be real. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. <sighs> well, um, I'll ask you this, Kevin. Sheamus is another name who is being thrown around for potentially winning the Rumble. Can you see him winning the Rumble? What would be your reaction if he did? Hit us with it. Well, I guess like I guess I can see him winning because like this story has gotten some steam online recently that people want to see him and McIntyre tell this like real life best friend story, this like buddy story of them how they love each other and whatnot. And I don't know. I get. I mean, I guess like it's wwe so it wouldn't surprise me that way that way michael cole can in 10 years can scream ah oh, shame is a two-time not michael cole jbl ah oh, shame is a two-time royal rumble winner oh michael he's a two-time royal rumble winner i remember i remember back in the day back in back in dublin ireland michael fit finley and i used to used to hit up all the nightclubs in ireland michael oh it was glorious michael Sheamus is a two-time Royal Rumble winner, Michael. Ah, you build, you build Narsen from the ground up. It looks just like Sheamus, Michael. I love it, Michael. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I got nothing else on Sheamus. You can take uh, this one over. Yeah, I, I can see him winning. That's, that's a battle I have to say, to be honest. Um, n- now moving on, just give us some of your favorites to win the Rumble. Who do you think is going to win it? Uh, Goldberg is is at the top of the list. You got Edge making his big return. He's definitely at the top of the list. Bobby Lashley, uh, Keith Lee is up there. Brock Lesnar has to be in, his name has to be in the hat. Uh, you yeah. know, Daniel Bryan has to be up there too. You never know. Nakamura too, because let's face it, Nakamura won it once, so it wouldn't surprise me if he wins it again. But like, but the guys who won two Rumble matches, what Cena, like these types of guys. I think Austin's won three. You've had. Has the Rock one too, or like you get Shawn Michaels? Shawn Michaels one yeah, too. Yeah, Shawn. Yeah, like Hulk these Hogan. guys are like all time greats. Yep. Hogan. Like is Brett one too? Or no, no, I don't know. But like, no, no guys. These like all time greats have won two, and people are saying, "Oh, Shinsuke needs to win this year." I'm like, "What? You have Shinsuke Nakamura on the same tier as Cena, on the same tier as these types? Like that doesn't that seems like off to me." Like, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Good. you compare Nakamura to John Cena. No, to it Austin, no. Uh, but I, I think he has to be up there just because, like, like, if you're talking about true favorites, like, from a Vegas perspective, yeah, I mean, Vegas yeah. is going to have Nakamura with pretty good odds. But, but, but Kevin, Nakamura knows more fake moves, so therefore he's better than yeah. Cena. Yeah, he, he, delivers so you know a good, he delivers a good shoot knee, pal. He, he's had better matches in the Tokyo Dome than Cena has, so he's better. Um, with that being said, <laughs> um, Keith Lee what do you think about him do you think he could maybe turn heel perhaps could he win the rumble like what do you think yeah i've seen a lot of people they want that to happen they want like keith lee to to turn heel and join the hurt business you're speaking to one yeah i know yeah yeah, i know you want to see it i I wouldn't mind it personally if they're gonna go that route bobby i think it would be best for bobby lashley to break off and have a match with with uh with brock like have a you know showcase um a showcase match with brock 
if you can have Keith Lee join the Hurt Business, go after the the WWE Championship. I'd rather see that. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be against it. Keith Lee could use some character. Right now, he's just a guy that he's just a big guy that does flips. There's really not much yeah. to him, you know. Yeah, he's a he's a, he's a heavyweight creator wrestler with a cruiserweight's offensive package. That's what Keith Lee is. So well said. Hopefully, you can hopefully you can maybe I don't know turn heel or just give give him something like. The dude's awesome. If you give him a bit more of an incentive as a part, as opposed to oh, he's a, he's a babyface, he, he he likes wrestling, you know, like that's all he really has to go on. So yeah, can I say Keith Lee winning the Rumble? Absolutely. Is he like my first choice? I mean, not really. Like it'd be like who who would he face? Would he face McIntyre again? Like I guess, okay. yeah. I yeah. guess, yeah, because they're gonna have Goldberg then. Goldberg face Roman. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Goldberg, I mean will he beat drew mcintyre like what do you think what's your prediction uh, it, it is in all seriousness i don't think he will i, I don't i Same. i Same. really don't yeah. think they're gonna have goldberg squash drew mcintyre like this this is completely different than when goldberg squashed the fiend and squashed kevin owens like the fiend is a guy that doesn't need the championship kevin yep. owens is kevin owens wasn't even going to be in the spot if finn balor didn't get hurt so yep. you look at Drew McIntyre. This is a guy that WWE has invested a ton of stock in, in building him up. You know, he I mean he single handedly, not single handedly, but he beat Brock Lesnar in like five minutes of WrestleMania. He eliminated Brock at the Royal Rumble. Like this is a guy too that looks like he can genuinely beat up Goldberg. You're telling me if these two had a real fight, you're telling me Goldberg is going to beat Drew McIntyre in a real fight? Uh, probably not. My my money would be on Drew McIntyre. You got a yeah. guy that's in his yeah. his early to mid thirties going up against like a 56 year old former football player i'm taking drew mcintyre every time like this is not like goldberg's like the true quote-unquote heel in this situation he really like doesn't need to win yeah exactly right and i think like you pretty much said it there but this, the circumstances are completely different goldberg we talked about it in the grim reaper wrestling show uh, just to really quickly rehash it goldberg's whole thing is he wants to be like beloved by the children of today as like a superhero and like you know, he wants the, the kids to look up to him as like a guy who beats these dastardly heels. So it makes sense that you have Goldberg beat the 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 nightmare heel Kevin Owens and the the menacing heel fiend. It makes sense. And plus, you look at Goldberg compared to those two guys, it's like okay, I can see why Goldberg would beat them. But Drew McIntyre, he's just he's just better at everything really at this point. He's a baby face. It makes too much sense. You have McIntyre beat Goldberg. Goldberg can go away and do either win the rumble or do the reigns thing or whatever and then mcintyre can carry on with his business have a few with sheamus cena or either or i think that makes sense so hopefully i go through with that oh yeah all right i gotta pose a question to you now so yeah how funny will it be when goldberg beats drew mcintyre and wins the royal rumble in the same night <laughs> love this question um look when when goldberg does when? both these things when he wins the rumble when? and when he beats drew mcintyre for the wwe championship <laughs> i love the wording um yeah that no, would be great i think when goldberg wins i'll, I'll go straight to jd from my 206's uh review after the show i'll watch him his head literally explode um it'll be good it'll be, it'll be entertaining you know content watching goldberg hold a title why not? It's, it's Bill Goldberg, but nah, Twitter's going to be absolute just... It would be an absolute car crash times a thousand if Goldberg beats McIntyre to win the title. 
Just imagine. Like, and then he you... wins the rumble. Like, like imagine this. Goldberg spears Drew McIntyre five times. The bell rings. Spears him five times. The match is over in 45 seconds. The very next match is the Royal Rumble. The last two guys in the ring are Daniel Bryan and Nakamura. Goldberg comes out at number 30. He cleans house. It's Bryan, Nakamura, and Goldberg, final three. Goldberg just picks them both up and eliminates them at the same time. Just imagine that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't really have words. I don't know how I... I'm speechless. I, yeah, you've broken me. So, speaking of breaking me, I'll ask you a question, Kevin. So... <laughs> A number of people have declared themselves for the Royal Rumble. It's become commonplace now. The people are just declaring themselves here and here and there. So, just right off the bat, I want to announce to you on and everyone on the Elite Heat podcast, Kevin, I'm entering myself into the 2021 Royal Rumble. Uh, that's great to hear, man. Okay, thank thank you for that. So, just just want to just want to say that because another person who announced themselves for the Rumble is the Miz. Now, the Miz did this <laughs> on TMZ. So I'll ask you, Kevin, what was your honest, just unfiltered reaction to Mike the Maz Mazanin announcing his Royal Rumble entry on TMZ? I just laughed. Like, I just laughed. Come on. Like, come on. The, the, TMZ is where... TMZ is the home of big-name celebrities, right? Big-name celebrities. You know, you think of, like... When you think of TMZ, you think of, like, the Kardashians, Lil Wayne, Drake... The weekend, another, another Miz rant. This is like the third in the video game. Le- LeBron James, uh, Tom Brady, like these are the kind of guys that you see on TMZ. And then if you want to go into the wrestling world, these are the guys that you see from the wrestling world on TMZ: Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, Dusty Rhodes, Hulk Hogan, The Rock. But no, we get the Miz. We get the Miz on TMZ announcing his Royal Rumble his, that he's entering his like what 14th Royal Rumble. Like anybody gives a damn at all? Does anybody care about the Miz entering the Royal Rumble? Really? Oh do you care? Do, do you care? Let me ask you. Do you care about the Miz entering the Royal Rumble on TMZ? Is that really a question? Really? 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 When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. Quiet on the set. Quiet on the set. The money maker. Like the, the Miz is awful, and the, the fact that he announces TMZ entry on TMZ, like. Dang, dang, dang. It's like, like it's WWE trying to push this. Like his character is, oh, he's an A-list celebrity. So they're trying to like make you believe it, to brainwash you into thinking that the Miz is an actual celebrity by having him go on TMZ. That like that article on TMZ with the like the headline, WWE superstar the Miz announces his entry into the Royal Rumble. Probably got the least amount of clicks on any article in the last two years on that website. But, 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 mate, Miz is, Miz is an A-list celebrity. He's mainstream. He, he's, he's starring Oh, yeah, he's fa- his, his movies can be found in bargain boxes across the world in Walmarts. I to say that, yeah. <laughs> That's how much of a celebrity the Miz is. Oh, well. Um, I guess I'll transition from that into the final question. We'll go back and forth with this. Let's list everyone who we can realistically see winning the Royal Rumble. So I'll start. Lashley. Adam Cole. Oh, okay. Uh, Edge. <laughs> Edge. <laughs> okay, hold up. No, no, no. Adam Cole. Uh, cl- let's let's get some clarification on that. Um, well, I've the, seen that online. The internet was. Why? Oh, yeah. Because Adam Cole versus Drew McIntyre is the match we need to see. We've got to see Drew McIntyre, a six foot five, beastly Scotsman, beat up a five foot seven gamer. We need Correct. to see that. Correct. But anyway, anyway, moving on. Um, I'll name Seamus. 
Uh, Johnny Gargano. That's been a late hate for episode <laughs> five. Thank you guys. Um, nah. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, you clown, Kevin. I, I can't be bothered. Uh, ricochet. Yeah, there you go. Now you're in the spirit of it. I mean, my, like Adam Cole. If Adam Cole, like he's my personal pick, but I'll be okay if Ricochet wins. And I guess like, it, I, you know, if Johnny Gargano wins, then I, I guess I'll settle for that. But I don't want Edge. I don't want Lashley. I don't want Goldberg. No. I definitely don't want Goldberg. Brock Lesnar, I don't want him at all. You know, Cesaro, yeah. I'll live with that because Cesaro has good work rate. But he's not really, like, he's not my preference, really. No, nah, personally speaking, look, there's only a number of guys I'll be happy with. Now, I'll be happy with T-Bag. I think if he wins it, I'll be pretty content. If we get Slapnuts winning, I'll be happy with that as well. Uh, if Reckoning enters the men's one and wins, I'll be happy with that. I think... <laughs> Who haven't I listed? Mace? I think Mace is a, a good shout as well. And... Ali... His work rate isn't as good as Slapjack. Also, you'll Slapnuts, settle so. for that. You'll settle for Ali. Yeah, I'll settle. I'll settle for Ali. His work rate's about six out of ten. It's it's subpar. I prefer guys like uh, Mitsuhara Masawa, and um, and oh Kushida. We gotta have Kushida come up and win the Royal Rumble. He has to but, just. But he's, the, he's the eighth most boring wrestler of 2020, going to what culture, Kevin? But <laughs> he he has to he has to justify leaving New Japan and coming to WWE by winning the Royal Rumble. Nah, Kevin, I think Jake Hagar leaves AEW and wins the Rumble. <laughs> I think I think that's what we get. We get Jake Hagar throwing out Daniel Bryan and Nakamura in the final three, and Jake Hagar stands to close Royal Rumble, pointing at the WrestleMania sign, <laughs> literally, and then he, he, he does a throwback, because we used to have um, Swagger and Ziggler, and so we get Jake Hagar doing a throwback, slapping his backside, pointing at the sign, saying, You did this! You did this! <laughs> I think that when would did, be an Jake amazing... When did Jake Hagar turn to Dolph Ziggler? <laughs> Exactly, Jake Hager turned to Dolph Ziggler. He got brainwashed by the dolphin himself, Dolph. Like, it would be perfect, Kevin. Jake Hager wins the Rumble. How much better can you get? That is WWA at its absolute best. Oh, Jesus. I mean, now that you've mentioned it, my, I'd be okay with Dolph Ziggler, too. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. who else? I, I think if um if John Moxley deferred the WWE and he won the Rumble, I'd be down with that as well, but... Yeah, yeah I, um, I think uh, Jay White, you know, Jay White has to make his surprise debut and he has to he can make a surprise. Rumble. He can make a surprise return, to be fair. That's not a bad shout. It could happen. I don't know. Yeah, is he done with New Japan? I don't know or don't really care. So, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Facts. Oh, well, yeah, I think that's that's been a late heat episode five. Um, Any closing words? <laughs> I'll give you my, my guys that I seriously could see winning the Rumble if you want to do that. Yeah, sure. Go on. Let's Go on. do it. Uh, I'll say, I'll say Goldberg. Definitely, I think Goldberg's top of the list, and then Brock Lesnar. I thought Sheamus up there. You've convinced me of Sheamus. Um, yeah. And then I think Edge making his return. The story tells itself. Yeah, I th- I literally think that and add Cena's name in there. I can picture him winning and facing McIntyre. I think that that seems like a WrestleMania main event caliber match. Cena McIntyre. Yeah. The you know, the face of the you know ten to fifteen years against the new face like. Seems legit. Um, yeah, that, as far that, as that'd be I mean, more like. Uh, I just gotta say one thing too about Cena. That'd be more of like the Randy Orton theory. They give Cena another accolade so he can tie Stone Cold. Stone Cold's three Royal Rumbles. I mean, Cena's just better than Orton, so I don't think that's. We need to debate that, but nah. Um, as far as I, I don't even know. Like you've broken me with the whole listing Johnny and Adam. Like that's just a joke. Um, 
I don't even know. Lashley. I, I'm afraid to get out of here. Lashley, yeah, Lashley, him. him. I, I, plus, I just think they should do a Raw guy wins it, and then the SmackDown one gets determined in the Elimination Chamber. You can do Brian, Nakamura, Cesaro, all these guys. They can have a great match for 40 minutes at the Chamber. It can be match of the year, according to everyone. Like, do that. Don't need to have Brian win the Rumble, okay? It, it's calm, so... That's, that's my thoughts. I'm ready to get out of here, honestly. Yeah, alright, that's been Elite Heat, and yeah, subscribe to my channel, subscribe to the Elitist channel, check us out on Twitter, and yeah, that's it. We'll talk to you guys next Monday. Peace.